Welcome. To Arcade Audio. This week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host and my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Ho, ho, ho. You sounded super enthusiastic there. Ho, ho, ho. Say again. Uh, ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Say again. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. I'm going to bite your tongue. <laughs> You're my new, ter- my new character is the toilet man from Look Who's Ca- Talking To. Um, he won't show up that much because the only thing he talks about is butts and piss. <laughs> oh, you might show up quite more, a little more often than you think here uh, on uh, Mirrored Movies. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Because bu- you're supposed to have the man butt chart. What's the man butt? Oh, the, you're the supposed to rank the man, man butt. Man butts? Yeah, but those, I, well, yeah. On a scale of one to, I, I need to bite that tushy. <laughs> Like that's that's the new scale we need to do. We need to revisit yeah, all how of long that. Since we brought up that. So if you're new to the podcast, a long time ago we watched <laughs> Big Fish. It's got Danny Vano, Danny DeVito's bare ass in it. And it's like ew. <laughs> I'm like every time we get a man butt in a movie, I'm gonna rank them, and like I've just forgotten, or we haven't even seen that many butts. We've seen we've seen some butts. Wait, I know we got some butts coming up, and I I could I could do the man butt ranking. What butts do we have coming up? Well, I know we have. Well, not like. Coming up, like on the on the plate, but I know movies up there that have man butt in them. This is exactly how to start the Christmas episode. By the way, it's just talking about <laughs> Merry Christmas, good old man. Love butts. is love is love. Um, yeah. So, like Molly said, if you're if you're new here, what we do every week is we watch movies uh, that we own because we have a lot of them, like a like almost fifteen hundred. Just keep buying them. Yeah, like like a lot. And we watch them because we don't have anything else to do. We're not married and have a baby. Let's talk about those things on this podcast. And we think that we're real funny, so we put this out there for you to listen to. We think we're real funny. Um, One of the two yeah. of us thinks that we're real funny. You no, get to guess who. No, I think I'm very funny. This is what I think. I didn't say wow, we're funny. I am very funny. Hence me talking about butts and piss earlier. Yeah, okay. Butts well. and piss and butts and like that boots and pants and boots. No, yeah, I got the See, reference. That's very I just funny. didn't laugh it's very because funny. it wasn't it's funny. Very funny. Uh, it is uh, December 18th. We are one week away from Christmas God, when we're recording this. No. You'll be hearing this when it's like four days away from Christmas. It's horrifying. 
Um, our tree is up. It's not even lit. Because um, it's so hard to get it, and all really. the presents are there. And... A lot of presents on the tree. It's going to be a very Merry Christmas for for us and the baby. Hope it's a very Merry Christmas for you guys. Or Hanukkah. We're in the midst of Hanukkah. It's my first like real Hanukkah because we're doing it for the baby. It's nice every single night to light some candles and, and give some presents. We um we haven't done anything with that guilt. Tomorrow we have to make sure we, we do. We'll uh, do it. We'll play dreidel tomorrow. And when Jillian's a little older, then we will, you know, sure, sure, sure. go over everything with her and make sure we reinforce the message behind it. It's just a warm, fuzzy feeling, if you will. Yeah. I left that baby gate open. Well, she's not going to come walking down the stairs. And if she does, well, then God damn it. Uh, okay. She's more advanced than we thought. Um, but yeah, this is going to be our Christmas episode of Breaking Tradition. We're covering two movies. Normally when we make a special selection or we nominate movies, which we do kind of on a regular basis, we um, don't allow this kind of thing. But you know what? Rules are meant it's, to be broken. It's my birthday. I'm allowed to do it. Yeah. Um, well, that's right. It's also your birthday coming up. Uh, you're going to be 31 years old. Thanks for telling everyone that. 31. Thank you for telling She is officially that. in her early 30s. No longer can she just say she's 30. She's in her early 30s. This is when you have a retort or... You're hilarious. Daddy. Daddy, you're hilarious. <laughs> um, is there anything else going on? We haven't had a chance to see movies. We haven't had a chance why? to... Why? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> oh. Nothing else, right? Nothing else in no, the world? No, uh, yeah. no. No, not, not too much has, has been going on. Just... Cool. Well, let's let's get right into it. Let's get into it because we have two movies to talk about. And so. it's in, in their holiday classics. Uh, Home Alone One, and well, Home Alone and Home Alone Two, Lost in New York. Yeah. We have, I have the. Uh, I mean, these movies are so classic, and I love these kinds of movies. That there's a commercial for um, like a smart TV that was on just just before we started recording, and it was a commercial for Domino's Pizza too, I guess. Um, but the smart TV, like, the guy's watching Home Alone, and it's one of the most classic scenes where he gets the cheese pizza all for himself delivered, and the guy, like, pauses the movie and says, or maybe it was for a... Oh, the impossible cheese pizza, you mean? Yeah. Which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. And he, and he, like, stops and he has the TV order the pizza. Hey, place my regular Domino's order. Um, so see, even, what is it, uh... 27 years? Uh, it came out in 1990, so... Yeah, 27 years later, mm-hmm. this movie is uh, still in pop culture commercials and references and stuff. Um, so it's really... Cl- when I say classic, this is probably, like, the classic just, Christmas movie. Just this past weekend, uh, Macaulay Culkin was at an independent wrestling show because he's a... Yeah, huge he's wrestling, a huge fan. wrestling fan. Because, has always been a huge yeah, wrestling fan. Yeah. Uh, had his second appearance in wrestling. Won't discuss the first one. Uh, third. He was at a WrestleMania. Second appearance we won't discuss. Um, helped uh, Mrs. Johnny Gargano, uh, Candice LeRae, and Johnny Joey Ryan win a tag match by throwing a paint bucket at Hornswoggle and then splashing him for the win. Um, still, still doing the damn thing. Uh, we have the Blu-ray two-pack for Home Alone and Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. When Kevin's family left for vacation, they forgot one minor detail. Kevin, 
Accidentally left behind when his parents rush off on their Christmas vacation, eight-year-old Kevin McAllister, played by Macaulay Culkin, embarks on a hilarious madcap mission to defend the family home when two bumbling burglars, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, try to break in and find themselves tangled in Kevin's bewildering battery of booby traps. And for Home Alone 2, America's smallest hero takes a giant bite out of the Big Apple. Great news, Kevin McAllister is spending the holidays in New York City. Bad news, his parents are spending them in Florida. Separated once again from his family, Kevin manages to find food, lodging, and fun using his dad's credit card. But his big spending solo act takes a dangerous turn when the wet bandits, Harry and Marv, escape prison and also land in the Big Apple. Now Kevin must outrun and outprank them again in this high-flying adventure with twice the ingenuity, twice the kid power, and twice the laughs as the original. It doesn't have twice the kid power. It's still one kid. Twice the kid power means, hey, look, another kid. Not pigeon lady. So, as you said, Christmas classics. I saw both these theaters, uh, both these movies in theaters when I was a child. Yeah. Um, I was three years old. I was five years old. Nothing was funnier or Christmassy to me. Um, again, random John Hughes appearance on the show. We discussed. Uh, you didn't even you didn't know that, did you? When like you were watching, you're like, "This is John Hughes." I'm like, "Well, it's written yeah. by John Hughes. It's directed by Chris Columbus, so it's not like." So it, it's like the Breakfast Club meets the first two Harry Potter movies. Sure, if you want to go there. Well, John Hughes actually like ended up writing like a lot of stuff. He well, like credited a lot on well, some of we, it. But... Uh, what was the last one that we saw too? There was another movie that we just did that was John Hughes as well, and I was surprised. It, it was, was Planes, Trains, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just said that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Sorry. So here's my question. Here's my question. So. Is this the most high-profile and forgivable example of stuff we saw when we were a kid that actually really isn't that good? Because how much have we, how much have we whoa, experienced? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Or is that us just being jaded? I think that critical assholes. I think that that's what it is because yes this movie has some flaws which you had to uncover and talk about but overall Especially the overall mm-hmm. it really doesn't the first one like it it yeah but it is forgivable because it it's this this movie i guess look i love them if they're on television i always put them on it, it's fun. It was good to watch. I it mean, put look, me in the Christmas spirit. Look, they're Another, not getting tens. Like I said, look, they're not getting tens. They're not getting tens. Okay. Yeah. Like I said uh, last week, John Williams could queef into a bag of Fritos, <laughs> and yeah. he would come up with the perfect score for something, as he did in Home Alone as well. Um, I put you in the Christmas spirit. It's, it, it, it just feels right in Christmas. Mm-hmm. But from, again, putting my critic hat on watching it and me calling out a lot of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It also, you're an asshole. So I know. So number two is generally just an incredibly mean-spirited movie. <laughs> Yeah, um, you could definitely tell the difference between one and two. This, this, yeah, this. Well, it's like two years older. You know, that's immediately the difference. And Macaulay Culkin, he like, 
he fe- he's a he's an he really is an asshole in both. This kid. Oh yeah, he's yeah. like the douchiest douchebag ever. Especially in the second one, Especially and of course he's like, oh well, like I'm gonna save the children's hospital and befriend this weird pigeon lady, and that's not a that's not enough. Was he the cause of the all the problems? No, Buzz, who f- fucking make America great again, Buzz. You know that fucking <laughs> that guy. Trump. That guy grew up to become a Roy firefighter. Moore. Who no, <laughs> that, no Roy Moore. Did something to Buzz that caused him to be the way the Buzz is. Uh, Buzz grew up to be a firefighter that, God damn it, doesn't want you to take the six guns he doesn't need away. <laughs> and he's going to go home and get on top of his ugly-ass <laughs> wife. Woof. Um, but, like, in, in both cases, it's just... You know, it's a shitty situation. It's just, it's just a shitty family. It's a shitty, shitty, shitty family. Stop. That's why it's the perfect Christmas movie. Stop having kids, man. <laughs> Both families. Ring, ring. Both. Hey, guess what? We're pregnant again. Oh, so are we. Oh, cool. Just somebody go buy a plane and crash it into both houses. <laughs> oh, my God. Just like, all right, so it's from but yeah, the, from it, the, they're really shitty. From families. the top. All right, so Catherine O'Hara is like the worst mom of all time. And that's sad. She's better in the first one because of like the effort she puts towards. Oh yeah, like, yeah. The first fixing one, it and like you because the first one it's like an accident. Like the first one, she's genuinely like frazzled and upset and everything. And, the and her son one, is uh, eight years old and yeah, you know, like it, it's more. The second one, she's a bitch. The second one, it's like she's would, dolled up a little bit more too. So it's like, like if my mother spoke to me like that, I would be like, "Why do I have to apologize? He's the one who did it to me. I what? Hmm. I just pushed him. It's not my fault that every student in school lost their balance and we murdered the piano teacher." <laughs> um. So yeah, so like she's like the worst mom ever. Uh, the dad is like. And I love uh, John Hurd. John Hurd's great. I he's, love He's him. hilarious. But he's just like that typical, more so like that 80s dad. He's like, like the dad from Stranger Things. Where it's like, what are you doing yes, here? Yes, yes, exactly. Was, like, why aren't you just, just sleeping n- with your secretary? No like, it's the only thing you can be probably good at. Well, why are you saying probably good at? What the fuck these parents do? <laughs> Let's talk about house? this for a second. That it's big ass never house said what they do. That... Nice-ass trip to Paris. Mm -hmm. Nice-ass trip to Miami. I don't know, because definitely that Miami trip ended up being like, oh, this is a free trip, and we're going to Miami for the holidays and stuff. They were sleeping in in an hourly... You called it out. It was an hourly-rate hotel. It was called, like, the The Pink Dolphin or something. Yeah, the Dolphin... Dolphin time. I don't know. Ask Goggy. Dolphin times. (laughs) Ask Goggy what it was called. But, um... um, I'm sure he's been there. Yeah. Uh, Um... (laughs) Now... But, but he's just like, uh, hey, one day, like, hey, Kevin, what a funny guy, and what's this and the other thing, and he's so like, like not invested or involved in anything. Again, more so the second one. But yeah, the first. one. Yeah, the first one. He's just kind of nothing. Uh, Uncle Frank, who we all have an Uncle Frank. Yeah, we all have Uncle mm-hmm. Frank. But how? Let me ask though. Mm-hmm. Who's? How is he, Uncle Frank? Like who was who was whose brother? He was uh, the dad's brother. 
And then they no, had, they no, had actually, another brother who lived in Paris? No, 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 I'm sorry. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think that the sister, uh, aunt, I can't remember her fucking name. I think it was the mom's? I don't know. It's not really, like, laid out the right way. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so I think the dads are the brothers. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. It says... And I couldn't... The dads are brothers. All the couldn't dads are tell brothers. you which kid was on which side, even though they showed the picture, like, seven times. Except Buzz is obviously Kevin's actual brother. Here. And Fuller... I found the family tree. I don't care. Buzz? You're gonna say names. You could literally make up names right now. I and wouldn't then know. And two of the girls... Uh, Chico and Sinbad. <laughs> Megan and Lenny. Exactly. And then Jeff, who was Pete from Pete and Pete. Okay, yeah. Not Danny Tamborelli, but the other yeah. Pete. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are all Kevin's yeah. siblings. The other Pete, by the way, Scott band name. And then Frank and Leslie had Leslie. Tracy, Died. Rod, mm-hmm. Sandra. Rog? <laughs> Rod. Oh, he said his name was Rog, and I'm like, yeah. Rod. Uh-huh. Sandra. Not Sandra. Sandra. Brooke. And Fuller. Uh, Fuller grew up to be Paul Rubin's penis. <laughs> <laughs> that little creep. Um, yeah, he was. He kept drinking fucking soda. Wait, because every time I was like, you're going to have to share the bed with Fuller, he's like, yeah! Two liter, glug, glug, glug. Eyes, eyes, eyes. It's like, wouldn't you just make him still wear a diaper? <laughs> like, he would wet the bed every night. Just keep him in a diaper then. Yeah. Or, like, or maybe he just, like, it has nothing to do with the soda. If you drink a lot of water, you still have to take a piss. Does that have, like, an adverse effect or something? Maybe. Maybe um, it's sugar. So, anyway, so the families are terrible. They're so bad. Families are terrible. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how terrified are you that this will ever happen? I'm so scared. I said it during the, like, I got really anxious when we were watching this. And I said, this is why I don't really want to take family trips. I don't really want to do that with a... I'm just... Well, let's be fair. I was more worried, like, when we had the baby, like, when she was, like, like when we, like, was fresh, that I was like, I'm going to leave her in the car, I'm going to do something, and never even been close. And I'm just like, I don't understand how people can do that. Like... Yeah, right. Because it's just, like, you, me, and the baby. Like, us and our parents even, and the baby. Even... But when it's, like, us... And five kids. Oh, we're not. Well, if that if that happens, it's fine. I'm not here. I'm I'm what? dead. I'm what? in a grave. <laughs> I told you. Fail? If, we get, if we get to five kids, I'm hanging myself upstairs. What if I get pregnant again and it's four siblings? Like we're selling your cervix to science, and then I'm hanging myself upstairs. If you have quadruplets, oh god. Oh, you should never have to say that word. Oh, my vagina. Oh, it hurts. It's like one of those uh, machines that they thwunk a football out of practice. <laughs> Just catch it. Um, no. But, yeah, like, like, it would never happen. But, like, I... I like, like, I feel like it would. Because, you know me, when we're wrong, if we're late... I would be so frazzled. You would be frazzled. If we were late to leave for the airport, you fucking want to leave at 5 a.m. for a 5 p.m. flight. No. If we're late... I like to hang out at the airport. You would, you would be freaking out. No, it just wouldn't happen. And we'd be yelling at each other, and something would happen, somebody would get left behind. Well, because also, in nowadays, you set six alarms, because your phone has an alarm, your alarm is the alarm. 
uh, like you have things. And like, plus, I mean, if there were more than just, I mean, those kids were old enough to have their own alarm clocks too. Exactly. exactly. And they're like, why was there just one alarm clock? Yeah. Um. Plenty of planning flaws aside. Yeah. Um, and, and also that would never happen because I'm an expert planner. Yeah. So that's what I was I talking about. First of all, like we, like the plot holes and stuff like. Being an adult and watching this movie, like, this movie is definitely written with children in mind. Because, like, as an adult, when you watch it, there's just so many glaring things that, like, you point out. Be like, what the fuck? Is, what, what, why is this happening? What is this? Yeah. But it still has that charm because it was, it was such a strong part of our childhood that you forgive it because you remember the moments. Yeah. It's not the funniest movie. Like, you don't really laugh at it anymore unless you notice something for the first time or, like, something strikes you in a new way. Um, it's it just... It's weird that this movie at one point was the highest grossing comedy of all time. That's weird. Like, that's crazy. I always think of the line from Dogma. When um, Selma Hayek is the muse is saying, like, I was responsible for 19 to the 20 top grossing movies of all time. Uh, she's like, 19? She's like, yeah, the one about the kid in the house, his parents left, burglars come in. Ah! I had nothing to do with that piece of shit. And, like, that's like kind right. of, like, I the mean, thing. Yeah. It's like, but then you have, like, John Hughes and, like, Chris Columbus. Like, what made it? Is it just, like, right movie, right time? It's just like, hey, it's the 90s. It's going to be a silly decade. Let's make this eight-year-old kid yeah. the biggest star on the planet and yeah. then ruin the rest of his life. Yeah, I think I think that that's right. It was just the stars aligned. I it like like really that's what it is. And sometimes you have that every every few years, every ten years, every fifteen years or so, you just have that movie that is so overrated when you take a step back and watch mm. it. But in that moment, at that time, in that situation. It's perfect yeah. and it's deserving, but hindsight's hindsight's twenty twenty, man. So we've talked a lot about on the on the podcast for like sequels. Like again, I probably watched Home Alone two more than I watched Home Alone as a kid, mm-hmm. just because like Home Alone came out when I was three, Home Alone two came out when I was five. Um, so like I was, and also I remember it more. Like I remember getting like all the toys. I had the. Uh, Oh man, I would love to get this. Uh, you know the audio book, not the audio book, but like you press the buttons and it matches. They still have them. What are those called? You know, you see them. Like, we see them all the time when like you flip through the book and it's got like the eight things on the side. You can push it and it makes the noise like, yeah, along with the book. They're I forget what they're fucking. Well, those books. Those books. I had yeah, one for I that. Can't, I don't know why. I, can't. I had the video game. I had the toys. I wanted a talk boy so bad, um, but really. It, Home Alone 2 is not a good movie. No. Home Alone, you can make the argument that it is an entertaining, fun Christmas movie. Home Alone 2 just happened to come out at a time when I was able to remember and see more. Mm. Um, would you agree that Home Alone 1 is better than Home Alone 2? Yes. Okay. Uh, so for Home Alone, what are your favorite parts, moments, scenes, things about it? Well, I mean, I think... The whole burglary scene. I mean, that's the... Because... That's it. At no point do you fear somebody, criminal or not, the fact that they are getting chronic CTE (laughs) or murder. Let's not beat around the bush. When we watched Home Alone 2 yesterday, (laughs) how many times after a fall or splat or fire or electric shock... Or poisoning, did I say he's dead? 
in real world. Yeah. Honestly, put a, yeah. put a guesstimate on it. Fifteen. Well, in the fir- very first thing, he had one, two, three, four bricks <laughs> four. thrown at his head. <laughs> four bricks. Right here. Like, your skull's hard. It's not that hard. And those bricks look like they were coming down real fast because <laughs> they made that noise. <laughs> mind yeah. you, mind you, yeah. Not a brick like, hey, I'm standing across the way from you several feet. I'm going to throw it like a football. From the top of a building. It was at least 20 feet down. Um, there used to be a video, and I want to look it up afterwards on YouTube, of somebody, like, dubbing, not dubbing, but, like, adding to Home Alone, like, actual, like, blood effects to, like, what would happen. Like, it's the first brick, like, Daniel Stern's face caves in. Yeah. Because, like, you're dead. It's done. You're over with. Yeah. The first one, they look like chickens, and they're stepping on micro-machines, and it's pretty innocent. And it's it's just joyous. It's you know oh they get their comeuppance because also in the in the first one, the first one is rooted in more reality. Like the second one, Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci are giant cartoon characters. But in the first yes. one, in the first one you see Joe Pesci and his ruse as being the cop trying to find the information. You see them actually robbing houses and being successful. The second one, like they can't even walk down the street without getting slapped in the face by some woman. Yeah. Like, it, again, it's it's the typical sequel, everything's jacked up to 11 in the worst possible way. Because mm-hmm. um, everything, like, you're kind of waiting for stuff to, like, kick off in the first one. Whereas the second one, at least, like, he's out and about in the city. He sees them. Yeah. He, he gets involved with them earlier, so there's more. Yeah. Um, yeah, but in the first one, I mean, I, I like that whole sequence, and I like... Um, when he does, like, the whole thing at the house and, like, makes it look like everybody's home. hmm yeah. I like the scenes of him watching the movie and, like... Shout out like, shout out to Angels with Filthy Souls and Angels... Even more Angels with Filthier Souls, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. That's... Again, like, that's, that's part of the charm of the movie is those little things like that that kids don't get that or kids, you know... That really shouldn't even have been... In both these movies... People get blown away yeah. via this that fake movie within a movie. Um, and it's just like crazy to like be an adult and be like, he just murdered that woman yeah. in cold blood. Um, I'd say the same. Like everything else, um, I, there's little things. I always remember like anytime like he horribly misplans his time where like he goes to sit down to eat his delicious mac and cheese dinner. Like, right when it's time to start the thing. And I'm always like, oh, man, that mac and cheese looks really good. Um, the reason I eat green M&M's is because of that stupid Santa Claus giving him green M&M's. Tic Tac. Tic Tac. Sorry, I meant Tic Tacs. I'm just thinking green. Um, and just, like, little little lines, you know. I wouldn't let you sleep with me if you were growing on my ass. That's just a great insult. Yeah. Um, the one... Th- All right, so negatives about the first one. A um, couple ones. There's way too much... What? I didn't know that Fuller was played by Kieran Culkin. Yeah, that's yeah, Kieran Culkin. I didn't know that that was Kieran yeah, Culkin. Yeah. He's so cute then. He's not cute. He's going to piss all over you. Give me that pee-pee! <laughs> <laughs> it's Fuller. Fuller wants that pee-pee. Um, <laughs> um, come on. So, it's too, like, cutesy and quirky at times. Like... I will say, like, I see too much of, like, a John Hughes influence at times. Just a throwaway part. When he's, like, out. Anytime Macaulay Culkin's, like, out. 
Mm-hmm. It's like when he's going like grocery shopping. There's a little, ma'am, I'm eight years old. Do you really think blah, 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 like that stuff? Or is this toothbrush approved by the American Dental Association? You go fuck off right now and buy the toothbrush. <laughs> Would we be selling it if it wasn't? You really think the bag boy's gonna know? Come on. Um, so stuff like that. And then also, so let's talk about kids' movies and plot holes and figuring them out when you're an adult. Let's yeah. talk about the impossible pizza. So the reason why they're late to their flight is because the electricity goes off. And as they're loading everyone up into the van, and the oldest sister's doing the worst job at counting ever, um, when that... She didn't do the worst job. It's because the neighbor came in and, and was there instead. I would have preferred this movie if there was a scene where that kid got left alone also, and the wet bandits are, like, robbing the house, and they just, like, murder him. <laughs> like, totally different film at that point. Oh, my but God. But kid would have deserved it. And right, now the stakes are raised, you know? Okay. Um, and the guy tells her, like, ma'am, you know, uh, you know, Powers, powers back on, but these phone lines are a mess. It's gonna be down for a while, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, great, cool." And it explains why you know they can't reach him. They send a cop over. Which where was that center at? Oh, it was just that that block. It was the power was out, I guessing, or something. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, well, because they've been working on the phone lines. Yeah, I. I don't and then know. the phone lines were out. Yeah. So they send a cop over. So the they phone can't. Lines will they be can't out directly. Monday or they whatever. can't directly call. Whatever. Blah blah blah. Cut to, in 1990. Macaulay Culkin ordering a pizza. How was he able to order this pizza? Now, I know I saw things online. Some bullshit about how, like, long distance wouldn't have worked. But, you know, like, local calls would have been okay. And you know what I say to that? Fuck you. You're wrong. There's no way Macaulay Culkin would have been able to order that pizza. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're right. I am I know I'm right. I know I'm right. Also, another thing, so she goes incredibly out of her way to like make it back mm-hmm. to be with her son. And she arrives two minutes before the entire rest of the family. Am yeah. I wrong? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. That's why peop people because people don't know how to play, people don't know what they're doing. It's like, oh, so if I wait till Friday, I can get get there in, in six mm-hmm. hours. But or if I go now, I can get there in fifty six hours. Yes. Oh, okay. I'll do that. I mean, it's done so we can get John Candy for a few minutes, so it's fine. Oh yeah. Cause John Candy's great in this, uh, as uh King of the Polka, uh Polka Twist. Um I don't remember the rest of them. But poka poka poka. Oh, that's what it was. Poka poka poka. Um, but it's just like something like that. Like now, it just like bugs me. You know. Um, anything else about the first one that bugs you or you don't like? Um. But I don't like how the parents were sitting in first class and all the kids were in coach. <laughs> I don't like that in the second movie either. It really bugged me. I mean, there's only so many seats in first class. Oh, so you're saying just don't sit in first class? Yeah, why the fuck you sit in first class? You're gonna leave your children alone. It's One true. of your kids is eight. It's very true. 
Also, at no point in the flight are you going to get up and be like, hey, how's everyone doing back here? Are we all good? My entire, my my baker's dozen of a family? Yeah, because the flight to, to Paris, first of all, I don't know if they have direct flights from Chicago to Paris. <laughs> Yeah, First of, of all, I guess it's not like super far. No, most of them either go. It might go Chicago, New York, Paris, or Chicago. I mean, I mean it is O'Hare. Paris, but shout out to O'Hare. Um, it looks like the like, fucking same. Yeah, thirty years. And later. I hear, I understand, I I hear you in, in the Home Alone too about being the last gate. I'm always the last fucking gate. So when I, I land and I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to see my friends. And it's like I got twenty minutes to walk to the front of the airport. Yeah, it's always a pain in the ass. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, it's at least it's at least nine hour flight because the flight from Miami to England is is nine hours. Mm-hmm. So it's at least a nine hour flight. All right, so and I... and a five hour time difference too. True. Don't forget five six hour time difference. True. So you're gonna sit in your you're gonna sit your sorry ass on your seat for nine hours. You're not gonna go check on your kids. You're gonna have to use the bathroom. You're not going to have to do anything, break up a fight. Those, exactly. Those kids did not get along. No. They're what the French call fucking assholes. <laughs> a laissez compa assholes. Yeah, I hated that part too. That whole opening. You're just, it's just a disease. It's just overkill. And it's just and like. it's mean. It's like, this kid has every right to slit his entire sibling's throats. <gasps> um. Another thing, so this is a blanket dislike about both movies. Just the attempt to make Kevin, like, relatable by connecting with old people. Yeah. It's like, in the first one, Old Man Marley's better just because I like that guy. He's just kind of, like, cool and sad, and I thought he's a good actor. We will get the, the pigeon lady later. Um, but, like, they just seem so, like, forced. Like, it's it, it was basically like a, okay, let's be realistic. This child can no way survive... Two blundering idiots the entire time. He needs some kind of help to survive. Yeah. And that's basically all that either one of their purposes serve. That's true. Um, so, yeah, that'd be that for that. Uh, for There um, are direct flights from Chicago to London. See, I to, figured To Paris. Yeah. And look, I'm, I'm visualizing, I'm like, not a, it's not super far, but like, you know. Um, all right, before we get into MVP to MVP, let's discuss Home Alone 2 and then we'll... What's that? <laughs> Jillian. That sounded like a cash... Re- like, uh, that sounded like a movie cash register cha-chinging. No, it's Jillian. She was just... <sighs> she's just huffing and turning herself around. Oh. I seriously... I don't know why. I must have, like, been, like... My ears popped or anybody. It sounded like I heard a cha-ching. No! I don't know. All right, so Home Alone 2. Um, so, of course, it's a sequel. that have to go bigger. They have to negate the movie's title when he's not home. Um, it's not Home Alone. He's no, that's, you're right. originally supposed to be called Alone Again, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know if people are gonna get that." Yeah, yeah. Which you know what? Fair point. <laughs> uh, again, there's it's just it's typical sequel. It's a bigger cast. You got more things going on. Uh, it's noisier. Um, but it is just incredibly mean spirited of a movie. Really mean. It's just except for. Um, I will say, he's probably not going to be my MVP of Home Alone 2, but, God damn it, was Eddie Bracken just, like, the nicest guy in everything ever? He's the one that plays Mr. Duncan. 
You also yeah. remember him as uh, the owner from Rookie of the Year. I mean, this guy's a, like a fucking actor for like 60 years. You know, like, and he was just like, God damn it, he's just so joyous and nice and sweet. Yeah. Um, he's just so warm. He's the best. But everybody else is just horrid. Um, they are. Just something about it, like watching it was just like, like you said, it's just mean. Like the family's mean to each other, and then like just everybody's mean. Like in the hotel, Tim Curry's character, mm-hmm. mean. All like all of them were just mean. Just not a redeeming soul in the bunch. Even like the pigeon lady just has like this like, it's like it's not explained. Like oh well, you know, I had a husband and he didn't want to have kids. And, like, now I'm a pigeon lady. And then she, he's like, you know, he's like, I won't forget. And she's like, you okay. Yeah, you will. It's like, yeah, fuck it off. Make, don't make promises you can't yeah, keep. Don't make promises you can't keep. Hey, don't make uh, those birds shit anymore, lady. That's all you do, <laughs> you bird shit lady. Um, Tell I just, me that, how you really I, feel. That character's always driven me fucking nuts. Because it's just like, oh, we. Need, it's the typical sequel thing. Like, we did yeah. this and this one, what we compare it to. He had Michael Jordan on a turntable and lights to convince the burglars that somebody was home. He's got an inflatable bozo and his dad's, uh, his uncle's recording. In the first one, we had creepy old man with a shovel who maybe murdered his old family. In this one, we got Pigeon Lady. <laughs> um, it just, it bothered me. Like, come up with something new. Like, maybe he's old and mature enough to handle it. Or maybe, I don't always thought it would have been cool, is like, when the mom, like, stops by, like, she catches, like, oh, you're, um, I found you. Oh, there's burglars coming? I'll help. Like, Catherine O'Hare in on some of the fun. Be great. Give her a gun. I don't know. Um, do something outside of your fucking... Yeah. Your bullet points. Yeah. Um... It's gonna drive me nuts what my other impossible scenario was. I was trying to think. It's something related to. I originally thought. So the reason they found out he's missing is um, his bag. They right. try to give him his they bag get, at the airport. They get all the bags off of uh-huh. the thing. Fuller tries they... to give it to the old people. He pisses his pants and hands it back down the <laughs> line. And then, like, later you see him with, like, his backpack on the street. And then, like, he's at the hotel in, like, boxer shorts. No, he's in swim trunks. Swim trunks, sorry. And then it's revealed that, you know. They're the plaza swim trunks, but Mullet they're, they're originally big. thought that he that they were his own, and he got them from his bag. He's like, he doesn't have his bag. Oh, I found another plot hole. Oh, oh, fuck this movie. Well, then and I'm also, like, no, but there's a big P on them, and they're huge, and that's the whole point of him jumping in the pool. Yeah. Also, they're from the plaza. Those people would not have been cool with that 10-year-old doing a cannonball under the pool. Yeah, okay. Yeah, bullshit. Saying you're fucking hot tub fatty. Um, I'm so mean on this tonight. <laughs> this movie did to me. What happened to you? Home Alone 2 bought me in the mean Christmas spirit. How was your day at work, huh? It was long and busy, all right? Um, no, I remember what it was. It was later, like, Rob Schneider, like, brings him his boxers. And that's how I was like, oh, yeah, like, he's going to have to get his clothes changed. Even though he just went and hugged the pigeon lady. <laughs> then he smells like bird shit the rest of the day. Um, there was something else, though, like... It's when Tim Curry's, like, got the credit card. Or, like, he runs it later. There's something about it. First of all, so number one, like, the way, like, he knew exactly what the Plaza Hotel phone line was going to be able to ask him. So he can be like, this is Peter McAllister, the father. 
Like, all, all that stuff. Um, it's because he watches Ding Dang Dong, the stupidest game show of all time. Um, you totally would have wanted to be I just want to make Bob Eubanks, let's be honest. Bob Eubanks seems like a cool guy. Uh, yeah, the coolest. Um, but, like, there's something in there where, like, he's checking it and... And about, like, the police investigation. That scene's very funny. I like Catherine Hare and John Hurd just, like, yeah, kind of riffing a little bit. Like, you can tell. And, like, doing their thing. Like, yeah. that's fun. And the that's police, fun. The police officer's response to, we never lose our luggage. And them just, like, freaking out about it. Um, there's bits and pieces. Like, there yeah. is. You know, the like, the randomness of the John Candy, I think, is kind of missed. Because it just kind of makes it feel more. It gives you that John Hughes flavor. And it just gives you that. Because there's no point behind it. It's not like John Candy's story like makes her feel better. He says he left his kid <laughs> in a funeral home all day. <laughs> That's all it is. Um, I guess it... No, and, it does make her feel better because things could have always been worse. Oh, okay. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, it. like it, it makes it, her it. see like, oh, like, it could be this parent. Yeah, very true. Um, but the majority of it is just... And also, like, Macaulay Culkin was better at 8 than he was at 10. Wow. I think we were all better at 8 than we were at 10. I mean, he has a couple of moments where, like, he's definitely, like, a better, like, actor because he's more mature in, like, his, like, choices. Like, when he has, like, the freak out um, at the trial that they put him on or something when Buzz is giving, like, his, like, apology speech. Oh, he's yeah. like, I'm not sorry. And then he like, calls his uncle know. a cheap steak. So, all right. Family dynamics are really tough, right? Every family's got different dynamics and every family's different. I'm an only child. Came from a single parent mm-hmm. household, right? So, there wasn't ever really like a trial. It was like... It wasn't a trial. I fucked up and I had to go yeah. to my room or get grounded or whatever. Like, and I, I mean, I did. I was a good kid. I didn't really yeah. get into mischief. But like, I don't know how that works. Like, okay, if, if the siblings get into a fight, do families do this? Like, they have to talk it out, and they say their sides, and no, all No, they're human like, beings. They just... I don't know. fume about it, and they don't fucking talk for a while until then you have to do it, and then you just forget about it. Well, I think it's different, though, when you have, like, a 10-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 13-year-old. You know? Like, I don't know. Mm. I've never had siblings. What do you think? <laughs> I wasn't a bad kid either, so I don't know. And I, my sister was Great. already out of the house. Great. I really, really hope. We'll be fine. Ugh. We'll be fine. Um, all right, let's get into acting. And I mean, some... I always wanted to be a prosecutor, but I think with <laughs> all of the prosecutor. SVU... I was like, what did that have to do with No, a prosecutor. <laughs> I think, I really think, though, that with all, like, the Law & Order SVU that we watch, they're going to start spinning some shit, and we're going to call them out. We're going to, like, barber their ass, or we're going to be like, oh, Yeah. And we're just going to... Also, the difference in the two is uh, the first one, it's in Chicago. The second one's in New York, so it's immediately more mean-spirited because yeah. he was walking down the street, Hey, watch it, kid! Ain't yeah. better than here, kid. It's like, well, that was an unnecessary thing for that cab driver to say and do, you dickhead. I mean, did you see him? He's got one eye. He shouldn't be driving a taxi. In New York, that means he was overqualified to drive a taxi. <coughs> you okay? You okay there, killer? <laughs> I'm gonna vomit. Um. 
MVP. Oh, God. MVP. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to vomit. Vomit in me. I like vomit. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with us? Oh, man. It's the holidays. We're just going loopy. Man, it's 1025. MVP and MVP. I got to go to work. For both movies. Um, oh. I have a couple. I think I have Home Alone 2 nailed down more. So let's work on Home Alone 1. Well, yeah, because we've obviously been talking about these movies without talking about yeah. the a... best parts of the movies. Yeah. Um, you know, they really make the movies the movies. I know that, that you said earlier in this podcast that Home Alone made Macaulay Culkin the biggest star in the world mm-hmm. at that time. And that's true. Mm-hmm. But he never would have gotten there if it wasn't for Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. Sure. He really wouldn't have. So, yeah, let's definitely get into it. I, I think Macaulay Culkin in the first one, like I just said, he's better in the first one and the second one. I don't know what it is about him. I, I think it's the material that was given to him, not him. Like, we've talked a lot, especially recently, about kid actors, man, and how they're yeah. not very good. and I was going to talk about Is he on, like, the better spectrum of them? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Do I have him as the MVP of either movie? No, I don't. I don't have him as the MVP. Well, of it. I, uh, you make a case for the first one. Yeah. Because if if you put uh, most other children in that, again, we just talked about Especially it with Force Awakens. Especially most other children from the nineties. Yeah, I mean, all those other kids in that movie suck. Oh yeah. Um, they're all terrible. Um, so again, value in terms of would this movie be big if he wasn't able to do his part so well? Kind of like we talked about with Force Awakens. Sure. Um, he wasn't my favorite part of the movie, uh, you know, in terms of act, acting ability and how they portrayed their characters. We talked about how Catherine O'Hara was very good in the first one and desperate. Always loved John Candy. Um, I think Joe Pesci is really important to the first one because he gives it like a gravitas almost. And then when it gets into like the slapsticky, like mm-hmm. fun of it. He just gets it in the first one. Not so much in the second one. The second one, he definitely feels like paychecky. But um, you could even convince me in that regard. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I'll kind of I'll let you steer it for the first one. I mean, look. I love Joe Pesci in mm-hmm. these movies. Yeah. I, I just do. You know, but yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Like, he, he just embodies these kids. Like, he just embodies like this whole spirit mm-hmm. of you know being so, the wet bandit, sticky man. So I'll be honest. My MVP for the second one is Daniel Stern, because he's like he's the only one in the second one who, by being bigger. It was better because no, you see a little bit in the first one because like he improvises a lot in the first one yeah. of like why the hell are you dressed like a chicken but he's understated yeah in the second one he's just fucking yeah he's just like silly, let those and it's so wacko that it works yeah and but it's not like out of character no no it's so it's, I think it's that's a, why it works it's a, it's a good, good natural progression, progression. to yeah. me I watched and I was like oh yeah prison did something to him to where now he's dumber. Sure, that's all he is. Sure, sure. <laughs> hey, man. He was the wet and sticky bandit, both <laughs> in prison, let me tell you. Oh, so you want to make Joe Pesci the MVP? Do you want to make Joe Pesci the MVP for Home Alone and Daniel Stern 
the MVP for Home Alone too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because they. I mean, and we didn't really mention them that much when we talked about everything else. Everything else. They were doing a lot of negatives. Like they just exactly they they were like the solids. They were the crux of these movies basically, and um, they're too. I don't think you could have gotten two other people in that those roles and had them be the same. They're two renowned actors. They are... They make it serious. It's funny, like, uh, I read the trivia and that, like, they were filming this and like, man, I don't know about this. Like, this might hurt. Joe Pesci was just making fucking Goodfellas. Like, one of the best movies ever that he won Academy Award for. And he's doing, like, this movie. And thank God it that he did. the range that he has, Exactly. You know? And Daniel Stern is a, a legend. Um, they... All their little interactions are humorous. They have great chemistry together. They can be like the Three Stooges, but then they can still be menacing, like more so in the yeah. first one. Like I said, like it's a little bit more like realistic. Um, I've always loved Harry and Marv. Um, I wanted. Why to... did you and Rich never do Harry and Marv? Huh? You and Rich for Halloween. Why did you guys ever dress up like Harry and Marv? It never came up. You also, totally could Also, I feel like if I went to Rich and be like, hey, you gotta be Pesci, he's like, fuck you. <laughs> Just an Italian thing, I don't know. Um, Rich, get your shine box, you can be Pesci. Um, <laughs> um, so, I was planning on talking about this later. Oh, we'll still talk about it later. Remind me to talk about Home Alone 3, 4, and 5 after. No, we no, no, no. Oh, no, because, right, so I'll do it now, I'll do it now. So, he, so, of course, Pesci and Stern are important, because they're never to be seen again <laughs> in these movies. Because they died after, after the event. Oh, they, they, they brought them to prison. Like, oh, you guys actually um, have uh, internal bleeding in your spine and in your brain. You have 30 minutes to live. Also, those birds shit in, in turn, all of your internal organs. Well, and you swallowed paint varnish. Varnish, yep. You have, I'm sure they ingested some kerosene and some fumes. A um, hundred pounds of plaster to the face. You said to me, you're like, what's that? How many pounds of flour? What? And I said, no, it's plaster. It's a hundred pounds of plaster. A hundred pounds of anything. How, how heavy are popcorn bags at the theater? Fifty pounds. Two of those. I could, I could barely lift one. Samantha. On my shoulder. Daniel Stern's character got hit in the face with four bricks. It was. <laughs> Yes, it was four bricks. Yes, I wasn't even going to go there. But let's, let's not forget, that was the first thing that happened to him. Let's just recap all of it briefly. Four bricks to the face. He fell through a home. He opened the door. He walked in. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. He took a staple to the nose, the dick, and the butthole. And when it happened... I was like, he dead, but I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh... He then uh, tried to. Uh, he then was electrocuted to the point where he turned into a skeleton. <laughs> he was literally dead. He was. Li- he literally died. Who um, saw it? He took. Uh, he took an entire sh- uh, shelving unit of paint cans of the face. But so wait. Okay, he, wait. When that happened, in his defense, he wouldn't have died from that because the hunter in Jumanji got up from it. As you said, when we were watching the movie, I go, Samantha, the hunter from Jumanji came out of a board game. 
so it's really not rooted in reality. Uh, he was hit in the face with you at 25? <laughs> hey, man. A hundred... I was 20. 20. I haven't weighed 100 pounds since I was about 21. Oh my god, but still, he got hit in the head with a person. <laughs> like a fucking person. Four, five of Jillian. Or four of Kai. Um, <laughs> um, uh, he fell off a building. And then, in turn, got more paint dumped on him. Uh, I'm running out of things. Joe Pesci got easy. Sure, his head exploded. <laughs> um, and he slipped off some goop. <laughs> oh, that happened to him. That's about it, right? Oh, I forgot when they um, when they get hit with that... What was that? That was like half of a light pole? <laughs> and they fall through that same hole. So they fell through two stories. Then the same pole gets rolled down some stairs and dropped on their faces. <laughs> They get crushed with a toolbox. <laughs> they are dead. <laughs> and I think that this just demonstrates how real Schadenfreude is. Because <laughs> it's so funny. I got sidetracked. So in the third one, the third one, I also saw the third one in theaters. It's one of the worst movies ever made. It's so bad. Why don't we own it? It's that bad. Oh my we God. We watched the mini three weeks ago and that movie is that bad. Because no. it has no, like, enjoying, redeeming qualities. They had two direct-to-DVD or TV movies. The fourth one, actually, I believe, brings back, like, the McAllister family, for whatever bullshit reason. And I think, uh, I forget who the villains are. One of the movies is fucking Malcolm McDowell, which is like, dude, come on, really? And another one, it brings back uh, Harry, and it's fucking French Stewart. <laughs> to go from Joe Pesci to French Stewart... Is like going from American Airlines to riding a mongoose. It's a, just that big of a difference. Um, but still, those movies are those ways because of who's in them, and these movies are these ways because of Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. Yeah, so. yeah. Then they need pizza. Other good people. Macaulay Culkin, he's, he's fine in both, you know. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Catherine O'Hara, cool. John Hurd, cool. Uh, I wouldn't give Buzz LVP in either because... He At plays, least he does something. Yeah, he plays like the like the jerk. That was like the character rather than his act. Exactly. To um, a certain extent, although he did shove like a whole pizza in his mouth. Okay, fine. We have to reconsider MVP now then. <laughs> um, for other positives in the first one, um, I like I said, I like the old man. I like the old man Marley. John Candy's cool. Um, for the second one... I think it's the first time we've seen Tim Curry where he's not going to be the MVP. Oh, man. He's great. He's perfectly over the top. You know, he's great. But, okay. Also, let me just say. Plaza Hometown employee, dare look at me like that. I come walking in here. You send somebody after I me? I would. Oh, I would be in that presidential suite so fast. Mm -hmm. But what a judgmental... Pre like, what was he even? Was he, like, the manager He was a concierge. On what shit? Like, like... I don't know. Was he, like, the boss? Basically. Ba I, I don't know. Mm. Um, something I totally forgot to bring up. Uh, further proof that Macaulay Culkin is a dickhead. He spent $23 on what was essentially just green 
Glump. Oh yeah, that that weird dragon shit. Yeah. Recording everything like a creeper with his talk boy, and also his mom just flew to New York and was running around the city trying to find him, and gives the turtle doves to the pigeon lady. He liked the pigeon lady. They were friends. That lady is gonna go down the street right next to that two for five dollar, four for ten, a bead dude, and sell those for some crack. Oh, Kevin, thank you. I can go snort some stuff some more. Um, the Pigeon Lady's the LVP. In a film with Donald Trump, The Pigeon Lady's the LVP. Oh, man, I think they were doing a disservice to our country. As soon as I saw him, because we know he's in this, I was like, never before have I given an LVP off of one line, but I said, well, LVP is locked, and then I forgot about The Pigeon Lady. Is it anybody else? Name a, make a case for anybody else. No, no, In no, a film with it. Donald Trump and Rob Schneider, the pigeon lady is LVP. All right. You're, you seem super passionate about this. She's just horrible. Here's the sick thing. That woman has an Academy Award. Really? Yes. She, for fucking my left foot. My left nut. And I would rather cut it off than ever see her in a film again. Oh my god, you really didn't like her? She just, like, all, she's just so boring and, and fucking, uh, the character sucks. She never changes the infliction in her voice. She seems disinterested to be there. She's the pigeon lady. Um, she's just bad. Uh, I think it's Brenda Fricker. Uh, let me see. I'm almost pods, that's what it is. She's the mom from Angels in the Outfield. When you're the, the best thing I've ever seen you in is the mom in Angels in the Outfield, get another job. Um. Oh, I gotta, hang on. Oh. Get through all the McAllisters. I'll find it before you. She just Googled Home Alone Pigeon Lady. Pigeon Lady is, uh. I know it's Brenda. Brenda, oh. Pigeon Lady is her actual name. Uh, yeah, I wasn't... I'm Brenda not saying it to Fricker. be facetious. Brenda Fricker. You were right. Fricker. Fricker. Fricker Fracker. Uh, this is the best Rob Schneider that you could ever Rob Schneider. It's true. Um, when he was just young, dumb, and taken cum. <laughs> um, I don't think he was on SNL at this point. Um... First movie. Thank, thank goodness for small favors. First movie, LVP. Um. Oh, man. Let me just recap anybody I didn't like. So Uncle Frank was, like, again, it's the character. I'm not going to really blame it on that guy, but. But he sucked. He just did a little too much. Like, it's just, like, I feel like that guy was, like, being a method actor. And it's like, dude, you're Uncle Frank in Home Alone. You don't have to be that way. Um. Or he's the dipshit. I think it's a little bit of both. Plenty of the other kids. So the other Pete and Pete. You're what the French call les incompetents. That girl. Um, was, was pretty bad too. Um, the pizza boy. Learn how to drive. Stop hitting the damn thing. No, I wasn't, and and it was also the people who were doing the the airport vans were hitting yeah. it too. I want to point out, I forgot to say this a minute ago. So congratulations to Joe Pesci. He is joining a very short list 
as um, somebody that has been both an MVP and an LVP on the podcast. Um, that list includes Pierce Brosnan, Dom DeLuise, Jason Lee, and Douglas Seal. So Joe Pesci is joining that list as both uh, an MVP and an LVP. He was an LVP for Gone Fishing. Daniel Stern, if I'm not mistaken, is going to join the Two Timers Club. He was MVP for City Slickers. City Slickers, yeah. yeah. So, go ahead, Daniel Stern. He's You go, Daniel Stern. Two for you, Daniel Stern. You go, Daniel Stern. Um, um, I'm trying. I'm trying to think who I. There's so many like bit the parts of people that just like. Are you said kind you of, hated the neighbor boy. Yeah, the neighbor boy was obnoxious. Like, you know, was a lot of them are characters, like are character based. Um, there's like all the people in the airports. There's um. Um, there was somebody else I was going to point out. Uh, you, you see, again, this, it's a John Hughes movie, so you see a lot of regulars. So that same guy from Plane, Trains, and Automobiles is the husband. Um, yeah. The woman who was, like, the grocery store clerk, though, I didn't like her face. Oh, some, come on, Samantha. <laughs> it's the Christmas episode. It's rude. <laughs> so... What did you just say to me? You're so rude. My God. I meant the face she was making at him, not like her face face. Uh, I'm not buying that. Um, there was, like, there's so many, like, little parts. Like, I remember, I'm just remembering things. Now. That's why I hate that we watched the first one a week ago. When they're in France and she just, like, <laughs> kicks the lady out of the way when she's talking French. <laughs> to just, phone. like, call on the phone. Same thing with, like, when she, she you know how much, like, in 1999 money... That lady got to switch those tickets. She got $500. That's like two grand now. A pocket translator. Okay, she lost money on that deal. Uh, earrings, a watch, dangly ones. Um, it was a Rolex. First, That's what I'm saying. A first class ticket. She literally spent like six figures just to take that lady's seat on the plane. Yeah. Um, that lady's like in every Christmas movie. I thought that lady was going to be the, uh, the piano instructor. Because she was the old lady from uh, Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh, God. Um, who else? All right, who, who's the LVP of Home Alone 1? I, I mean, I said my who I thought. It's not that lady because of her face. No, the face expression she was making. No, it wasn't her, because her, I liked her interaction with him. Uh, what about... Getting closer and closer to becoming les compatant. Les compétents. Which sister is that? Are you kidding me? You dare ask me that question. I don't know which one it is. Uh, fucking, it's uh, Blossom or... No. Chico. No, it wasn't this girl. It was... Let me see. I'll be able to tell. She's got one of them... No, not all of them have pictures. Oh, yeah, because they were all failures as actors. I think it's Anna Slocky. I do want to say, I, I like the balls of bringing, like, all the original kids back for the second movie. Not that it was, hey, we're making Home Alone 2. You want to come shoot for three days? We'll give you five fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, okay. I think it's Anna Slocky. She played Brooke McAllister. They um, literally are all the same to me. Or Georgette McAllister. Isn't the name of the fat chipmunk? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not. Oh, the fake fat chip, the, the fake no. fat female chipmunk. It's no, it's Brittany. 
It's Eleanor is the fat chipmunk. Oh, yeah. It's Georgette the third one, though, right? Jeanette. I thought it was Georgette. It's like, Brittany, Georgette, Eleanor. (laughs) Um, Now you can make me look it up. No, stay focused on Home Alone. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to go through the whole movie and see if there's anything else I'm forgetting. There was also that, like, weird, like, when they call and they're going back and forth between, like, the two rooms of the police station. Oh, yeah, that was weird. Like, there's like, there's a lot more that weird than the weird. first one. Um, look what you did, you little jerk. Are we sure it's not Uncle Frank? Jeanette. In the first one? It's Jeanette. Stay focused. <laughs> Where's my phone? <laughs> my phone is gone. My phone has ran away. I have no idea where my phone is. Julian took it. It's literally been next to me the whole time. <laughs> I will figure this out so we can get this damn thing over with. I think it is Uncle Frank. Oh, boy. Okay. Here we go. Home alone. I mean, if you want to make it less incompetent, you can. I just don't know which which one that is. Going through here. No, I think it's this one. No, she was yes, blonde. Yes, no, People change their hair when they grow up, Samantha. I don't know. She this bitch is like 30 years old now. Well, yeah, That's her. Look, yeah. I can tell by the eyes. Okay. You pay so much attention to her eyes? No, I'm not. I'm telling you, that girl grew up looking like this. Um, who else? God, look at Buzz now. Good Lord. <laughs> um, I can't. Oh, let me go back to my family tree that I have in What? It's really funny to see these people grown up. I know. Um, it's uh, the girl that played... Tell me it's going to be this girl. Is it the girl that played Sandra or the girl that played... Linny. Linny. Yeah, Linny, it's her. Okay. Yeah, I'm making her. Okay. Angela Goat Halls. <laughs> That's a fake name. It's a fake name. If you're an actor and you pick that, then you deserve to not work ever again. That's fake. The LVP. Just for such an unbelievable... Even if that was the line, come on. You're a kid. Make a suggestion. <laughs> Oh, man. This has been a fun podcast. <laughs> I've been so angry on this. I fell like, asleep this, three hours ago. This is like such a joyous, like... Oh, I'm going through Home Alone 2 just to make sure I didn't miss anybody. I mean, obviously, fucking bird, pink, pigeon, penguin fucker lady. Oh, Eddie Bracken, what a nice guy. Where was Rip Taylor in this? <laughs> Hold on! We have to rewatch this movie immediately. Oh, I was at Home Alone... I got lost in New York. I lost for three days on the manhole. Oh, God. You, you sound like, uh, you sound like you want some candy there. Oh, did I figure it out? I think you did. Have some candy. I had candy once. It was out of a butt. Yeah. <laughs> I think you found your king candy. The key to king candy is you just pretend to throw confetti <laughs> and, and take your fake wig off at any time. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm also just doing Shablowy from <laughs> DuckTales. Because that was Rip Taylor, am I right? 
right, now I have Parkinson's. We need to go. <laughs> no, we have to do the formal time. No, we're stopping. Jesus Christ. No, we're not stopping. <laughs> it's Christmas. We have to end it formally. We have to score the movie. <laughs> we haven't done that either. Okay. I can't. I can't see. Home Alone 1. Give me a score. What? Cheese pizza. One cheese pizza. <laughs> which was probably like $15 back in 1990. Oh my god. Um. It, I Look, it's classic. Like I said, everything you said on the show... I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Because it's just nostalgic. It's very hard to rank. I like, it, it is. I like the burglar scenes. You know, I think that... I'm going to give it an eight. I'm going to give it an yeah. eight. I, I, you know, like you said. For everything I said, like, it's like, just... Like, it, it, like you said at the very beginning. It's one of those movies from my childhood that does stand up. Enough. To a certain extent. Any movie that could have given me such pleasure over the past 70 minutes has got to be at least an 8 yeah, for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Home Alone 2. Oh, man, this going to be a 6. This going to be a 6. It's, it's, it's better than, than average because of th- how big they, they made it. I'm giving it. it a 5. Because, and I rarely give 5s because five, like it's not good. It's not. It's very much it's like a not, negative experience. It's not but bad. It has a special place in my heart. It's yeah. not bad, and it's just a lot of fun to watch. But yeah. I have to be critical at the same token. Yes, because so, you can't lose I'm gonna your put credibility. It, I'm gonna put it right in the middle. What do you mean lost my credibility? I just started doing Rip Taylor, and I, I my two <laughs> best impressions are Rip Taylor and a toilet seat. <laughs> Get out! Paper. I'm ready for my SNL audition now. <laughs> Uh, so what was that character? Oh, that was Mr. Toilet Man from Look Who's Talking too. Hey, where's everyone going? Okay. Thank you so very much for listening, if you're still listening to this week's episode of Merry Movies. We're sorry. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays. We'll be back next week for our New happy Year's Kwanzaa. episode. Happy Kwanzaa. Um, happy uh, uh, Festivus for all you okay. whatever people. Um, Seinfeld fans is what I meant. Um, next week, our New Year's episode, we'll be watching The Poseidon Adventure, because that was the first result when we looked up best New Year's movies that wasn't New Year's Eve. That smorgasbord of shit. Um, follow us on all social media, at MaryWMovies on Twitter, and Facebook.com slash MaryWMovies. You have a couple weeks left to give us your nominations, or or pitch us who you want us to nominate for the first annual Married Movie Awards. Mm -hmm. Those are coming up here in just a couple weeks. We're going to go back to the movies we watched all year. Make nominations, and you're gonna vote and determine who the winners for all those are. Whoa. Um. Also, on all of the podcasting sites, you can subscribe to the podcast and get them automatically. Please leave us a review in five stars. That's Apple, Stitcher, and Google. You can also find us arcadeaudio.net for the podcast and Patreon.com/arcadeaudio for bonus content. Again. Thank you so much for listening. Have a very safe and happy holidays with your family. Um, as we will hear, you'll hear all about it next week. I swear to God, <laughs> she's making fucking Batman noises. She's not.
for Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Go beat up some burglars. Oh, I did that once. They broke in. They broke in everywhere. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look at five and ten Glistening once again With candy canes and silver lanes aglow it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.